a new world in computing. Microsoft just out with new Surface devices, the Surface Laptop and the Surface Pro 6. They had uh, the Surface Go just a, a few weeks ago, and that's not all. Uh, HP's got a new leather laptop. Yeah, that's right, laptop with leather. Uh, and not just like a leather sleeve, there's leather in the laptop. We're gonna talk about that. Uh, beyond that, Apple still has the iPad, iPad Pro, all the Macs, and phones. Have you noticed this? They're huge now. They're practically as big as PCs themselves. So, how do you navigate this new world of computing, whether heading into this holiday season, you're looking to shop for yourself or shop for somebody else? How do you know how the companies are thinking so that you can make the best decisions and get the best deal? Well, I am John Fort from CNBC. This is Fort Knox, rich ideas and powerful people. And today I've got Pat Moorhead of More Insights and Strategies, a guy who I've known for a long time. It's been about 10 years. It's been a while, you know, a couple name changes and companies we both worked for, but here we are in New York. Yeah, I met you, you were working for AMD. That's right. Deep in the chip game, and then you went and became an analyst because you were deep in the chip game and you understand the guts of this computing. We are here at the Microsoft Store, Fifth Avenue in Manhattan, where we got some new devices. Microsoft was kind enough to uh, let us pick out some of these. So, Pat, I want us to go through why people would want these, why they might want something else, and kind right. of how you choose what the right thing is for you, whether it's for play, for work these days. First off, with this new Microsoft stuff, are you impressed and what does it say about where we are in this age of computing? Yeah, so I think first and foremost, these were good products to start off with. And what Microsoft did yesterday is they took them to the next level by giving them the latest guts, Intel 8th core processors. And they also uh, made some big software adjustments that I think are pretty exciting, particularly for those who are using an Android smartphone where you can connect uh, your smartphone to your Surface and, and essentially get all your pictures, all your text. And I understand you could do that today on a Mac, but you have to have an iPhone. And there's also certain functions that do work on the iPhone, but not as well as they would with a Surface. So Pat, though, I mean, Microsoft not going for the budget conscious yeah. with this Surface line. As a matter of fact, there was kind of like a, a political to-do six years ago when they right. first started this line because all the, the Dell, HP, Lenovo, yeah. the folks that traditionally make PCs were like, wait, Microsoft, you're just supposed to give us the operating system. Now you want to make hardware? And they're like, don't worry, ours is really right. expensive. Right. So, so who should be looking yeah. at a Surface given the fact that they're not trying to make it as cheap as possible? Yeah, so it's definitely a premium buyer here. You should look at spending around Twelve hundred to fifteen ninety nine. You can get in lower, but when it's uh, full up, let's say for mid range, you're looking at about twelve ninety nine. But I think it's really the discriminating buyer who's looking for uh, the best experience that they can they can get. They're looking for uh, finer materials like Alcantara covers, uh, as an example. What's that? Uh, that's a <laughs> fancy name, and it's in a lot of cars. This uh -huh. is Alcantara. Okay. Uh, it's not Corinthian leather, but it's okay. Alcantara. It's soft. It's soft and inside of a lot of premium vehicles today. Okay. Okay. On and the it, dashboard type here? Where, where uh, is it? Actually on the seats. On it's the seats, okay. Yeah. I don't have a premium vehicle in that category, <laughs> so. You... Well, I have leather, so. Uh, yeah, I got leather. But, but I'm told have... that in high-end sports cars, uh, it's Al in there. Okay, yeah. all right. So initially, uh, I was iffy on this because I was wondering, what if I get something on my hands, but I've used one of these for uh, over a year, and they, I am not getting smudges on my keyboard. Okay. So you should look for that, but you should also expect to have 
the finest metals, and in this case, it's magnesium. Okay. They uh, they set this one free for us, so we can actually yeah. pick it up and turn it around. Yeah. And what's nice about this is this is a detachable. A detachable is exactly what it says. Is that when you want to use it, let's say in, in a notebook style, you can do this, or if you want to do it in tablet, uh, you can do this uh, with a pen. So uh, some people like this form factor, and it just snaps on just like this. And Microsoft was actually first out with something like this well before Apple, because Apple has a has a keyboard as well. But I would say that if you are looking for optimization with the keyboard, if you're looking for an optimization with a keyboard, um, you should probably go with the Surface. Just okay. because it's really Instead made, of an iPad, you're saying? Yeah, it's made primarily for somebody who's going to sit there uh, and use it with a keyboard. Now, to be clear, the keyboard's extra, mm -hmm. okay? It's extra add-on. Right. There are no free lunches and there are no free keyboards. And in this case, that's true too. Okay. So, Lenovo had the Yoga line, which, uh, to my eye, looking at the reviews, for a lot of years was yeah. put out there as being a good hybrid between a tablet and a laptop right. with a kind of keyboard optional type setup. Is this kind of in that category? Like, what are you considering? What brands and types are you considering if you're considering this? Is it Apple, right. Lenovo, Microsoft? So what? I think if you're looking for a detachable, you're looking at, at people like Microsoft, uh, you're looking at HP, and I would even say Dell. Uh, Lenovo has uh, detachables, but what I really like is the convertible that they have with yoga. So, for instance, it would be like this it's notebook. Yeah, and you yeah. would literally just do this. But like in real yoga, your limbs aren't actually <laughs> supposed to come off. That's exactly right. Okay, I get it. Yeah, so we can't call this yoga, it'd be kind of weird. But uh, I think if you're looking for a premium way to go, you definitely have to look at Microsoft, but I, was, I would also look at, at HP, Dell, and, and Lenovo. But you have to look at look for something at $1,000 and above. And I think when you're trying to make a decision on the form factor, you really have to think about what are you looking for primarily. If you, if you think that you're never going to detach this and use it, uh, and use it as, a, as a tablet, you're probably better off for something more traditional like this because uh, detachables do take um, uh, this keyboard is better. Now this is a good keyboard, but this, this keyboard is a lot better. Okay, and this doesn't attach. It's that's exactly if this right. detaches, you've got a problem. Right, right. This one's a little bit more. At least the base price. This one right. starts at nine hundred. This one starts at a thousand. That's right. Now the other thing that you can do. Let's say you're watching movies and you're on an airplane and you just want to put this really, really close to you because you don't have room for a keyboard. Mm -hmm. And these are, are ways that people can use these, these detachables without having to use a pen. But this is kind of a have your cake and eat it too, right? Uh -huh. Where if you, want a, if you want a tablet, you have it. If you want a laptop, you have it as well. So uh, tell me about how you decide between these two yeah. and, and which you need. Is it a case where if you're in the market for that, you know already, like if you're asking, then forget it, you don't need that? If, I really think you should be asking for this and you want to have tablet functionality. You might also be a sketch artist or somebody who already uses a pen in their work because you can actually take this unit, fire up OneNote and take take notes with the pen, which is pretty cool. But I think if you're not absolutely looking 
for that type of tablet experience, I think that this is a better choice to go. Now, now would be a good time to tell us about this HP laptop <laughs> right. that's made with leather. Not, not, what did you call this? Al Alcantara. Alcantara. Yes. It's not just what you call it, it's what it's actually called. It, yeah. yeah I, by the way, j just, I actually had to look this up myself. Yeah, I'm glad you did. Because I don't have a car with Alcantara in it. <laughs> just to be clear. <laughs> yes. Leather. Yes. I've got leather too, but yeah. okay. Alcantara. It, what is this HP leather laptop? Right. And is this a gimmick or is it actually useful in some way? So I was fortunate enough to get uh, uh, a pre-briefing on it about 30 days beforehand. So I've had 30 days to think about this. Oh, okay. Now, I don't think it took me 30 days, but my instant response was, wow, this is something that's really different. And I think it's more than just wrapping a PC with leather. What they did is they rethought the two-in-one. Essentially what they did is, I don't know if Two and one exactly being it. kind of like this concept exactly. of you detach the keyboard from the screen. Right, now, yeah. what they did is, I think they started with a very solid base like this. Mm -hmm. They removed, uh, actually, the display, and then they put leather to use it as a hinge. Huh. Okay, so you can not only use it like this, uh, you can use it where it actually folds up like this and is put in place by magnets or you can use it uh, as a tablet. Okay. okay? So they, they really rethought the, uh, the detachable market. So the leather actually serves a purpose. It's not just decorative. It acts as the hinge. That's right. Can it stop? So did they put something in the leather where it can kind of stop the, the screen at certain angles, or is that what the magnets are for? This is what the for, magnets are okay. for. And it's funny, it, in all the time that people have thought about two-in-ones, nobody thought of this before. It's one of these, why didn't somebody think of it before? Um, the, I don't know, um, I like to be a touchy-feely guy, but I'm oh, maybe not, right? right? <laughs> but the way it feels, I, I feel like does uh, make a connection and also it's very differentiated because today, every premium PC is using some sort of high-end metal, whether it's uh, machined aluminum like they use on MacBooks or magnesium like they ha have on surfaces. Uh, this is leather. Uh, I did the wife test. Uh, Paula, my wife, I know you've met, she's really into horses and equestrian. And in equestrian, leather is huge. It's your saddle, it's your reins, it's your stirrups. It's a big deal. So right. you're a leather snob. Uh -huh. And I brought Paula and I showed her uh, uh, the HP PC and she gave me the thumbs up. Wow. So now she, she uses a lot of hardware from a different manufacturer. So she's not necessarily going to get it, but <laughs> she likes right. the leather. Yes, okay. that's, that's exactly right. <laughs> Now, uh, Microsoft also came out with these Surface headphones. I, I think October 16th is the date on all this new stuff. Right. 350 bucks. Yeah. That's like on the premium end of the headphone category. It seems to me like this is really targeting the road warrior business type who either wants to work on high-end audio uh, or wants to tune out all yeah. of the background noise. And I mean, I, I guess, I mean, who's really gonna get these? Because yeah. they're, they're, they got the window symbol on the side. Which, yeah, I mean, Beats is a brand right. that's associated with kind of hip, cool headphones. This is new territory for Surface and Windows. Yeah, it is. Now, uh, I like to think of, of headphones and the device itself because the, the crowd that I think Microsoft is really attracting 
on the consumer side are those consumers who really are hardcore about getting stuff done, as opposed to, I don't want to, you know, demean people who don't, you know, do a ton of email or just getting stuff done. Maybe they run a, run a side business at home, right. and saving time is a big deal for them. And a lot of those folks do gravitate. I, I've seen for this. This, I mean, Microsoft is driving uh, a four to five billion a year business here. This is not pretending or... Yeah, last quarter, in the, in the summer, they right. reported a $1.1 billion quarter in service. Right. So that's, right. that's not even holiday, that's pretty exactly. good. Exactly, so the people who are going to buy this are Windows fans, and I think that even though there is a lot of competition out there, the fact that Microsoft owns, or what's the right word, rent, <laughs> uh, invests into Best Buy's uh, uh, floor and shelving gives them a little bit uh, of a retail advantage. Now, I don't think that they have the audio brand advantage. I think that's uh, others that have that. What one feature they didn't talk about a lot yesterday that I was talking to the engineers was that this actually is a good pair of headsets to do a phone call with. Because okay. my complaint was, wait a second, I have to work in a WeWork around one day a week. I'm in the bullpen, I'm trying to make phone calls, and apparently, the way they explained it to me, it puts a, a circle of silence around it to be able to um, uh, drown out other voices than your own when you're doing a phone call or a Skype call. And I think that is exactly the direction. Not as sexy as, as what music you're gonna play. Uh, the other thing I was struck at now is these how- these headphones are for email, it's not yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or Cortana, or, no, but they do sound great. But, yeah. but listen, I am not an audiophile, but what I do know is that, that I've tried almost every pair of high-end headphones. These feel really good. Ah. Yeah, so, okay, that you know. Uh, these are comfy, you're right. Um, you heard Yusuf Mehdi there talking about Surface All Access, right. which is this interesting program where it's kind of like an interest-free loan. Right. They will bundle together the cost of this, and this, and that, if you want, and Office 365, which is their cloud offering with Word, Excel, PowerPoint, a terabyte of storage for you and your family, et cetera, et cetera, and spread it out over 24 months. And they're working with Dell Financing to do it, which is interesting. Yes, um, very. Good job, Michael, I suppose. <laughs> uh, is this... Uh, kind of a, a new trend for the consumer. Business have, uh, have been doing this for a while. Apple has right. offered financing, yeah. for, for example, since pretty much the Apple Store has been around. Right. But more and more, between the iPhone upgrade program and now Surface All Access, we're seeing this consumer take on it. Yeah, so John, what I like about this, which hasn't been done a lot, is they're leading the consumer with this. And I, I'll be, find it interesting to see how Microsoft does this, because you can walk into any Best Buy today and, and they'll have a monthly payment that you could do it. But I think there's something about this that when it comes directly from the manufacturer, there, there is um, some confidence there, okay? Yeah. Uh, but what I like about this too, well, part yeah. Of it, part of it too is, for me, in the consumer world, that yeah. you can split this payment over 24 months, yeah. sounds a bit like a mattress come on. Like, <laughs> you know, like there's some <laughs> hidden interest rate fee okay. in there and it's like, oh, you're implying I can't afford to pay for this right. up front. Uh, how much of an advantage is there really in going this route? Because if I pay with my credit card, I can get points. Or if, right. you know, it, it, it does affect my credit report to put this other thing on it. it who is this for? 
Well, I think this is for somebody who maybe doesn't want to put something uh, on their credit card, they've maxed out their credit card, uh, or I would call it a surgical shopper who, when they look at the math, time value of money, hey, it makes financial sense because they're not charging me interest to, to go and do this. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Now let's compare between this lineup and the Windows ecosystem right. and what Apple is doing, which frankly yeah. I find a little bit confusing. Um, in that, Apple has said the iPad is the future of right. the computer, but there's still plenty of stuff that I cannot do well on an iPad. Yeah. I, as everybody listening to this knows, right. have a podcast. GarageBand on the iPad and the iPhone just doesn't have the function and flexibility necessary right. to edit a podcast. It doesn't handle audio well, trying to import it right. from an SD card or another device. And it's been years they haven't addressed this right. stuff. How can it be the future of the computer? And how do you compare what they're doing to what Microsoft and Windows are doing? So John, I would have thought up until WWDC, their developer conference, that in Apple's 10 developer Apple's developer conference, yeah. conference they, they were going to be sunsetting the MacBook. And just like you, the iPad was going to be front and center, and we were going to wake up and have, have an iPad clamshell, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, but at, at that conference, they added a bunch of new features to Mac OS, the biggest one being that at some point you'll be able to run iOS apps from your phone and tablet on your Mac. And what that does is that to me said, Apple is taking the personal computer platform seriously again. And if you remember uh, when Tim Cook, Apple's CEO, went and did the tour, I call it the apology tour, I don't <laughs> think Apple would call it that, right. uh, basically saying, hey, we missed this. We waited too long for this. Look at all this great stuff we have. So I think that like some of the articles five years ago that said the PC was dead, they had expected the PC to die and the tablets to take over. And Tim Cook said that was going to happen. Right, and it, it didn't happen. It didn't happen, right. It didn't happen. In fact, the dying PC market sold 262 million units in 2017. I think you referred to things like this and this as refrigerator toasters. That's right, it's a fridge toaster. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> and now it's a billion dollar plus quarterly business, so That's apparently right. people want toasters yeah. in their refrigerators yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Now. The PC business changed dramatically since the time he said this. Mm -hmm. uh, PCs are now taking on their characteristics, the good characteristics of smartphones, right? Uh, where you have apps, you have a lot longer battery life, and in these new always connected PCs that are powered by Qualcomm and Intel, um, they will actually update your email in the background. Mm -hmm. And they'll have 16 hours of battery life, particularly on the Qualcomm side. Uh, I literally, on the Qualcomm Always Connected PC, I got two full days of work. So these are the types of experiences What's that, the performance like though? Oh, the performance is a lot lower than, let's say, a Core i5 or a Core i7. Right. So yeah. if, you're, if you're trying to do graphics work or media editing. Wouldn't recommend it. Right. If you're doing email, Word, Outlook, it's pretty good stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, Let's talk about kind of customer segments for people who are trying to get the best deal during the holiday right. season. Let's start with desktops. Those relics of a long forgotten <laughs> time right. for maybe everybody but gamers. At least that's how people think about it. I bought a, a, right. a desktop recently and I'm really enjoying it. Who should buy a desktop and under what circumstances? Because you can get a tower with some decent power for 500 bucks yeah. or less. You, you can't yeah. get a laptop with any kind of power for that kind yeah. of price. 
If you're looking to really minimize your budget and you know this isn't gonna be portable, let's say you've got super young kids at home uh, or um, if maybe you have a parent that stays in the house and isn't gonna move, I think it's a good bet uh, because you're gonna save a ton of money and you're gonna get the best bang for the buck that you can. Okay, yeah. and we talked about the difference between your uh, convertible or detachable buyer and your laptop buyer. Let's talk about price segments and power. If, yeah. if I know that I'm just gonna mainly do email and that sort of thing, then I can go on the cheaper end. I can go Chromebook, I can go Surface Go, I can go things less expensive than That's this. Right. At what point do I need to be considering something in the $1,000 price range? Yeah. Does it have to do with Portability, sleekness, yeah. power, combination of the three? Well, in this market, you definitely do get what you pay for. Uh, the secret behind the 599 laptops is they aren't built as well, so they're probably not gonna last as long, and the batteries are smaller, or the processors are hotter. You know, Intel and AMD charge a lot more for those uh, low power processors at 15 watts, and Intel even has four and a half watt uh, processors. So. Um, I think if you want it to last longer, if you are a, um, a frequent traveler, it's gonna make sense to move up the curve. The other thing is gaming. The hottest market right now in notebooks is gaming. Uh, for kids, now they're a little thicker, they're a little louder, but they have high-end gaming cards in them from NVIDIA and even AMD. I know this is very close to home for you. Your son yeah. is like a profession, <laughs> he gets paid, he wins prize money, so he's yes. a professional gamer. <laughs> what, what are the minimum stats? How yeah. much did you expect to pay? Because I expect you're still paying, even though he's starting to make some money now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> How much did you expect to pay for that level of yeah. PC this holiday season, if you're buying for a gamer? Um, you're gonna wanna spend about the same amount as you would on a nice thin and light PC, around $9.99 to start. If you want the best graphics out there, and a lot of storage, which you're gonna need for those games, you're looking at $19.99. No, and they sell, John. And these are not just to kids. In fact, most PC gamers are, are men who are 35 years old. <laughs> so I hear. I played Minecraft with my kids and that's about it. Yeah. Um, finally, Intel versus AMD. Right. Now, disclaimer, you used to work for AMD, but it yes. was a while ago. Um, where should people look price performance wise for a deal? Because AMD's stock is doing well. Right. Lisa Su seems to have done some good things architecture wise. I hear good things about Ryzen. Right. Yeah, so disclaim I left eight years ago. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and what I would do is rely on the manufacturers themselves if, if you're buying a notebook based or a desktop. Because what they do is, is they will normalize uh, what they do. Now, generally speaking, performance per dollar is typically won by AMD, and performance per watt, uh, particularly on the desktop, is won by Intel. Uh, Why do I care about performance per watt on a desktop? It's plugged in. Uh, uh, some people really care about energy really? use. I okay. mean, some of these desktops- So if I'm mining cryptocurrencies. Some of these desktops, <laughs> my desktop at home has a thousand watt power supply. What are you doing with that thing? Uh, well, it has, I think, 32 cores and 64 threads. Yeah. I'm doing video editing, okay. which not everybody does, but some people care, particularly over in Europe, they, they care about having a desktop in power. The other thing is it runs cooler as well. Typically speaking, with the same 
thermals, uh, it's gonna run cooler, and therefore the fan's not gonna be on as much. Okay. Yeah. To close, favorite product, computing-wise, yeah. that you think people should take a look at in the holiday season, just kind of value for the buck. Yeah, well, give me two categories here, right? Okay. okay. Uh, so I, I think uh, the HP Leather Notebook, the Spectre Folio, uh -huh. I really think people should look at because there's nothing like it uh, in, in the market out there. And I'd also like uh, to see, let's say, more on the value side, uh, some of the AMD notebooks from Dell uh, and HP out there. Okay. Yeah. Well, fantastic specifics. That's why I love having Pat Moorhead. He knows his stuff backwards before. Pat, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's fun. We're here at the Microsoft Store in Midtown. I'm John Fort from CNBC, and this has been Fort Knox, rich ideas and powerful people. Subscribe wherever fine podcasts are distributed. Check out the reviews on iTunes. Leave me a note. Also, subscribe to the Fort Knox channel on YouTube, fortknox.com slash YouTube. As a matter of fact, you can go to YouTube now, see video of this conversation, or you can go to the CNBC apps on Apple TV or Amazon Fire TV and find Fort Knox in the featured area. And if that's not enough, follow me, John Fort, on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. Weigh in on the issues we discussed on Fort Knox. And meanwhile, share this. Tell a friend. Drop me a note on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, or fortknox.com. And as always, thank you for lending an ear.